Guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Happy New Year, first of all, Dubai Works podcast listeners. I was checking the stats in Q4 and there was, I think, 6,000 something listens. So the numbers have gone up a lot. Thank you for all the new listeners. Uh, I think each episode is about eight or 900 people listening now. Thank you for that. Uh, and thank you massively to Shahir, our producer, who brings on the uh, best guests each week. And he's picked the perfect guest for the start of the year, which is in the fitness industry, uh, new year, new you, all that sort of stuff. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, I'm with Cyrus Rustam. He is the co-founder of Boxica. They are a fitness and wellness center that opened during the height of the pandemic, placing as much focus on mental health, which is really topical right now, especially at the start of the year, uh, as physical as well. So we'll hear about Boxica. We'll talk about the uh, fitness and wellness market in the UAE. We'll talk about mental health in the UAE and then the plans for the future. Good morning, Cyrus. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're fully branded today. Yes, it's a strong, cool logo. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Boxica. Yeah, so um, Boxica is a um, fitness community. We started, as you said, we opened up our doors during lockdown, right? The week lockdown finished we opened our doors so obviously it was a very tough start to begin with uh, but we're a fitness community we've grown we started with a, a boxing fitness studio and the idea was to allow people to have access to the benefits of boxing without getting punched in the face without going to a stinky sweaty bloody uh, regular like boxing gym that you would think uh, when you think about boxing um, cleaner up-to-date technology and since then, we've grown it to a, a cycling studio as well, indoor cycling studio, which really? is, yeah, we've got um, very interesting technology in there as well, where it tracks all your stats, your watts, your distance, your calories and everything. And we've expanded to an outdoor space, which is we've got this um, 300 square meter outdoor space at the back of the building. We do a lot of functional training, a lot of strength training and like sweat boot camp style work as well. So we're like an all-inclusive fitness facility that is very big on community and also doing stuff outside of the gym as well and the mental health aspect of it which i'll touch on as soon as you mentioned it um you know we we opened up just after lockdown and we weren't all in the best of uh, mental states and obviously we had a boxing gym right so there is something special about coming in and actually hitting something and punching and our tagline at the time was um, find your inner hero. And that was just something that I come up with, right? Um, but the members, as they were slowly starting to trickle in, were saying, this is my therapy, this is my therapy, I need this for my mental health, not just my physical. And we've changed since then. There's so many hundreds of people coming up to me saying therapy, therapy, therapy. Now our tagline is boxing is therapy. Mm, um, okay. So that would be, you know, the mental aspect of it. And we do do uh, the ice baths that we just spoke about. Yeah, We have five ice tubs and we get the members in and it's really interesting to get them to try that sort of thing as well because I do believe it has a massive 
mental and physical benefit of doing stuff like that. And we have a lot of social events as well that we do outside of the gym. We go hiking, we go for brunches sometimes, we have yacht parties and not so much the boozy stuff. We go rock climbing and, and beach workouts and, and stuff like that. Yeah, real community aspect. So boxing, the term kind of came from boxing. Was that your background or how did you sort of learn about boxing? Are you a coach yourself or are you more yeah. of the operation side? Yeah, yeah, I'll bring it back a little bit. Um, I was in the Royal Marines in the UK for five years. I joined straight after leaving school. So fitness is something that I've always done, yeah. having been in the Marines. Um, and then I decided to make it a career. I was a personal trainer for 15 years. Wow. I had a gym before Boxica, a CrossFit gym. I ran that for three and a half years. I left and then I started speaking to my friends about uh, a new project that I wanted to do. The boxing aspect, uh, I used to live in Thailand actually. Okay. I lived in Phuket for two years and I worked for Tiger Muay Thai. It's a big uh, Muay Thai fitness facility out there. And I was training and fighting and competing in Muay Thai and coaching the CrossFit classes there in the gym. So that's where the boxing oh, okay. comes from. Um, Interesting. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, when I moved to Dubai as well, I, uh, for a few years I did CrossFit as well. It's an interesting uh, sport or discipline to learn, isn't it? Uh, it is. How did you find that? Was that something that as you were doing personal training that you kind of got involved in? And then did you get your licenses to coach it as well? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got personally interested in CrossFit many years ago. And I did my instru uh, instructional qualifications for it, as long as my personal training. Mm. And that was my main kind of avenue of fitness for a good five years. Um, and yeah, I kind of got in when the, the CrossFit was just getting busy and, and uh, popular in Dubai. We grew the business. It was great. Then I exited. I wanted to move on to other things and try some other different concepts. And one of my very good friends, who's also um, a highly successful uh, individual, Lee, my business partner, he adv was advising me at the time, right? I was this 27-year-old trainer, ran a gym for three and a half years, didn't have that much experience in business, and he kind of guided me and said, right, okay, if you really want to do this, go to the places where all these concepts are being born and figure out what's great. So I flew to New York for 10 days. I was doing like three classes a day in New York, going to all these quirky new boutique and, and big kind of fitness places in New York and learned so much i used to try there's a sorry there's a popular is it rumble there's a popular boxing rumble, chain absolutely in, in the new york isn't a there absolutely absolutely rumble was one of the concepts that we took we took a little bit of ideas from also cobox in london was a, a one of the first uh, european companies to come out with a boxing concept also saints and stars in uh, amsterdam mm. is another very famous very high-end boutique boxing and fitness studio so we were going around all these places gathering ideas and and, and stuff and we kind of bought the best of all um gyms and and that was the focus for boxica okay and how how did you make the you know how did you make the plunge into uh setting it up like obviously it was during the pandemic that you were planning this did you did you find the unit first or were you doing yeah. classes before that and how how was that process for sure for sure um so first thing was finding the location. I had a place in DIFC, a place in Alcuz, a place in Marina, and a place in Studio City, right? So you can see three on, on the main strip of Dubai and one out the back. My previous gym was close to Studio City and I lived in the area. So I felt like I knew the community and it was a little bit of a strategic decision because there's a lot of competition, a lot of 
uh, other people coming into that kind of main strip. We were out the back where most people live these days, out the back, Mudan, Arabian Ranches. So very residential area, very close within 15 minute drive to get to us. And that's why we decided on the location. So that was the first thing. We got the location and the concept and everything way before the pandemic even hit. Mm. So we signed the lease agreement. We'd already invested X amount of money. The workers were in there building the place. And my I can remember the conversation like it was yesterday. My business partner, who again, he's in contact with a lot of successful people and people that kind of know what's going on. And he said, I think we're going to have to stay in our houses and be locked in for a period of time. And I was like... You are crazy. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. Sure enough, like, weeks later, we're in lockdown, and the workers were still doing the construction a lot slower than what they should have been going. And we were obviously forking out a lot of money. It was a very a time period when nobody really knew what was going to happen. Everyone was scared. And we're just pumping all this cash into this gym. Mm. And we were just like, you know what? Let's just go for it. I mean, it's going to pass one day. We believe in the concept and the location. Rather than lose all this money for nothing, let's just push through and, and persevere. And it was hard. I mean, we opened the week after lockdown. Mm. You know, we opened it. It was crickets for the longest time. We were just kind of bringing in our friends and people. And it was a, a very slow burn. But I think with, uh, with our focus, one of my biggest focuses is, um, apart from fitness, is just the customer mm. and the community. And I think it's actually helped us in a way where people through COVID realized that we need to focus on our health a little bit more mm. and, you know, joining a community and, and this. So we kind of built it off the back of that. And I think that helped us. A lot of people would come. And that's the whole therapy thing I was telling you about. Mm. It was their second home, their place where they could relax, enjoy, get some of that stress out on the bag, get a good exercise session in. So it, it actually helped us in the end. And other fitness businesses that started before COVID struggled massively through that period. Mm. And doors were closing, a lot of gym equipment was on sale during that time. Mm. We started in COVID, so we didn't know anything different. I mean, they were saying, uh, we were supposed to have 30 people in a class is what we planned. At one point it was down to seven because mm. of the distancing. But we were like, okay, seven's better than zero. <laughs> Let, let's do it. And, yeah. and other gyms were like, oh, wow, we're used to making all this money and now we're losing money. And it was a, you know, it was a different mindset for us. That's so interesting when you put it like that. Yeah, it's like the benefit of being a newcomer. If you're an incumbent and you lose your market share, you lose revenue, then because you've got legacy costs and legacy understanding around what that means, it's harder to pivot, it's hard to change. But when you're starting from scratch, in a few years' time, even now, it might look like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I mean, it was tough, to be honest, mentally, to go through that period, but, you know, just, yeah, just persevered and... Um, at the beginning of the business, you're always expecting to pump money into it, right? So we were pumping money, and we were going to be pumping money anyway. So we were just kind of in the mindset, like, no, we were going to do this anyway. It's a little bit tougher now. But also, it would stop competition from coming in as well, right? Yeah. No one's going to open up a gym during the pandemic. So yeah, that was a bonus. Yeah. And so talk to me a little bit about the services. So uh, is it a regular gym membership? Can I go and do a, a boxing class? Can I do a cycling class? And what's the offering right now? Yeah, so... It's, we have a, a monthly membership. We don't tie people in for extended periods of time. It's just a month-on-month -month thing. Is it competitive price? It's nine fifty per month. And with the boutique uh, studio in Dubai, if you compare it, we're one of the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to price ourselves so most people could afford to come, but give a premium offering. And most of the 
studios 1500 1750 we're 950 so okay. yeah considering as well the the um, the new studios that we've opened we've always kept that price just at, at 950 we wanted to have an offering for most people you know and we've got also discounts for teachers and animal care workers and healthcare workers and stuff like this as well so we want to be affordable mm. um so you can join for a month and you have access to all of our studios you can do any class you want unlimited times a week a day whatever you want and we also have class packages as well and you can just pick which studio you want to go into which class you want to do we do a lot of classes so we're on like 15 to 20 a day really uh, yeah we have a lot yeah. of classes on yeah so 6 a.m in the morning we start 8 p.m at night we finish during the busy times in the morning and evening we've got so many offers on we do have um i've introduced a yoga class as well so as you know being an athlete i feel like Oh, I know that flexibility and mobility and the recovery aspect of things is so important as well. So, like I said, we do the ice and the and the yoga and stuff. Which yoga do you do? Is it mixed? It's it's a uh, it's custom. The the um, the coach Antonia, who's great, fantastic yoga instructor. I sat down with her and we planned out a class that would be more focused on deep stretches, hmm. more focused on the. The areas of the body where I see typically that our members are tight, so hips, hamstrings, shoulders, spine. Suits what other people are doing in your gym, yeah. Yeah. Is it, so yin and restorative style yoga. Yeah, yeah, some yin, some flows, mm. mainly focusing on those arms, and none of the fluffy stuff. You know, you, I love yoga, by the way. I do a lot of it, uh, but you know, people get put off with the term. They just want to get in and get their most bang for their buck in terms of time do you know what i mean they don't mm. want to do all the fluffy balancing and stuff like that we do so much exercise and other stuff in our facility so uh, you know the coach was very specific on we want to open up we want to create mobility and flexibility and feel like we're maximizing that hour mm. and for the other ones as well like what because it, it seems like a unique offering the different types of classes uh, like boxing and cycling what the cycling you mentioned technology at the start as well yeah is it a spinning class or is it a sort of uh, an ftp based bike or what's it? yeah we've got the kaiser bikes they're american designed and made and we've got the kaiser software so the bikes are a little bit unique there's no other studio in in the uae that has them mm. um fantastic bikes fantastic software so nice. it, it's a it's an exercise to music class the coaches have really cool kind of up banging music that will get you in the zone. We have screens, so if you are competitive, you can see where you are compared to the other people in the class. If you're not competitive, then you, you don't need to be a part of that aspect as well. Mm. For me personally, I get my best workout when I'm competing against someone. Um, so I, I will go in and I'll be staring at the screen the whole time, right, trying to beat my friends or whoever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and you can track the workout as well on your phone, so you can always see that progression over time. Mm. And I think that's a good buy-in for people to see, okay, I've done, a, I've done a, my first cycling class. Wow, it was hard. Oh, like, seriously, my legs and everything. But next time I come, I can see the average watts that I did, for example, and try and increase that by a little bit. Mm. And, and that gives people that um, they can see their progression over time. Mm. Inside the boxing studio, we have some screens in there as well. And the, half of the class is fitness training and half of the class is boxing. Mm. And we have screens on the wall. Each side of the room has two screens. And on the screens, all of the combinations of the boxing appear on the screens at exactly the right time that they're supposed to be doing that combination. So it's very simple. We wanted to keep it simple. So you spend most of your time punching and having fun rather than thinking about the actual technique of it. Although we do teach technique of boxing. 
And on the other side of the room is the exercises. So we have benches with dumbbells and it's a combination of thousands of different exercises that we do that side of the room. The structure of the class is the same every day. Mm. You do three, three, two, two rounds. So it's 10 rounds. So when people come in, they don't get confused. It's not mixed up. All the combinations are changing. All the exercises are changing, but the structure's the same. And people like that because they know where they are. They don't have to think. It's very mechanical. It's 50 minutes. Everyone that comes out of there says it literally felt like 20, 25 minutes max. That's good for a tough workout. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that it flew by. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit, sorry, so that you kind of adapt to what people need. It's it, not just boxing, that you keep introducing new things. Yeah. Is, uh, what sort of directs that or how do you make decisions? Is it customer feedback or is it about supply and demand as well? Yeah, in the fitness industry, um, it, it's very, um, all the new things are coming out all the time. Right, and customers get bored, right? As do I when I do different things. I've done so many, as I said, CrossFit, Muay Thai, bodybuilding, you know, uh, flexibility, handstand, handstands, gymnastics, so many different things, right? Boxing. So people get bored. So we started with the boxing and the uh, fitness studio, and we did that for like a year. And then, you know, people do give us comments as well, like, oh, what about this? What about that? So me and my business partner were just like, right we need to do something here where we can start expanding and offering more. So the second thing we did was the outdoor space because we knew outdoors, we can do strongman training, we can do strength training, we can do a hit style classes, we can do boot camp style classes, we can have kettlebells, slam balls, battle ropes, cardio machines like ski ergs, rowers, assault bikes, all of that kind of stuff outdoors that we can't fit inside the boxing studio. So that was our first kind of mindset on that. We finished the outdoor space and then we were like, okay, there's two units available in the building. Someone else is gonna take them. We have this growing community. Either we have to cap our kind of capacity here or we grow and we offer more. So we took two more units. One of them is a cafe that's opening in, in a couple of weeks, nice. which is just, we wanted to do the cafe. We're not doing any food or anything like that, uh, but it's a, more of a community space mm -hmm. where people can sit down after their workout. They can enjoy their protein shake. They can have a coffee. Again, big on community, and we were lacking that space where people could just kind of hang around and communicate and socialize. So, yeah, that's that's it. We've got we've got four units now. We started with one. Yeah, amazing. And so, uh, is that sort of you know you looked at these spaces elsewhere, uh, say like the the brands that you mentioned that became chains. Is that what you wanted? Did you want Boxing to become a chain, or is it more? As you, as you keep saying, it's more about the community and responding to people, what they want and fitness first sort of thing. Yeah, we were very focused and talking a lot about expanding from the very beginning. Mm. So we've built the technology and the workouts and the playlists and the videos and everything that we do and the team uh, and the way we handle the day-to-day -day, uh, of the business so it can be done somewhere else. Yeah. And that was the focus always. So franchising would definitely be uh, something that we could look into. We've looked at so many different options. Taking on an investment and maybe going to Abu Dhabi or Saudi or, or Sharjah or other Emirates and, and, and this In kind the region, of thing yeah. is another thing. It's, so it's been built to be replicated easily and that definitely is something we want to do around the Middle East. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Like people come on this show and you, so, sometimes it's people who are building foundation framework and other times it's more about getting awareness and customers as a brand 
and revenue high so you can exit, but it sounds like you're building more of an infrastructure and a sort of something that can grow and expand. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We did that, we, we had that in mind from the start and I feel like you know, there's different options. If we, if we take investment and we expand to places like Abu Dhabi, you know, Saudi, I'm sure there's um, capacity for it in Sharjah, at least Q8, then I would still run the show essentially mm. and I guess have managers in the locations. I've never done something that big before, so it'd be something new and challenging for me as well. But the franchise model I like as well because then I can pick other Cyruses or other people that I see that have the same passion and drive as I do to run their own businesses mm. in those locations and I can just kind of oversee and make sure that they're you know doing the things correctly that what I feel like is important. Um, so, yeah, it's a couple yeah. of different options for us. Just kind of touching on that as well and finding similar people. You know, I, I remember t talking to other people on the show before in this space. And when they started, say, not, not a decade ago, but five, ten years ago, uh, they spoke about finding hard to find talent and good instructors. Is it easier? Or is it, are there more people in the region now? Are there more young graduates who are wanting to get into the wellness space? Have you found it easier to find people to work for Boxiga? Yes, I have found it easy. And um, in Dubai, there is a lot of people here, but the, none of the people that I find are plug and play. Hmm. Um, I look for, first of all, above anything, personality. I really don't care about experience. Um, if someone's got a nice personality and they're a good person, I'm all in and I'll give them my time to train them up uh, to get them to the standard to be able to coach a class. So I'll give you the perfect example. Um, there was a guy who emailed me randomly from Jamaica mm. and said, I want to work at your gym. So we got on a call and I was like, how did you even hear about us? Like what? a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of the old story. And he's, he had no experience no experience and I was like wow but he looks like a really nice guy and he and, and we kind of just kept in touch and all of a sudden he showed up on the door and said I'm here and I was like oh <laughs> I didn't know you were, I didn't actually think you were going to come yeah spent um six weeks with him pretty much every day training him he wanted to do it he had the drive great personality he was already a trained personal trainer but he hadn't coached in any gyms or anything and now he's a full-time coach at Boxer. He takes 15 to 20 classes a week. The members Amazing. love him. He's a great guy. So it's a perfect example. You have to put the time into these coaches and, and bring them to where you want, but all about the personality before experience yeah. with me. And that's rewarding as well, isn't it? When you nurture and develop talent and see them grow, it's rewarding for you as well. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. And so talk a little bit about, so obviously you were in the UK and then you spent time elsewhere in Thailand. Uh, you, you were working in Dubai, but then... You know, working here is different to sort of committing and setting up a business long term. Mm. What what do you think of Dubai for you and uh, as a business place for the future that uh, that motivated you to set up here? Dubai is an incredible place, as you know, and the pace at which things can happen in Dubai is much more faster than you know my hometown in North Wales. You know, <laughs> forty thousand people or whatever. So Where's that, Wrexham? It's uh -huh. a close, Prestatin. Prestatin. Wrexham has 45,000. I watched on the, that was show. That, yeah, oh, so the show, I was yeah. thinking the it was the same, the, the football, football one, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Wrexham. But yeah, so uh, near there. Never heard of that one. What's it called? Prestatin. Prestatin, okay. Wrexham was the um, recruitment office for the Royal Marines when I was younger, and I walked in that office 
when I was 15 and nine months old. Mm. And the guy there said, you're too young. And I said, no, I'm not. Because at the time, you had to be 15 and nine months old. And I walked in there on the day, wow. 15 and nine months old, I want to join. And there's a whole story behind that. I won't get into it. But yeah, um, I made it through at that young age. There's only a very small percentage of people. Technically, they had 15 and nine months rather than 16 years old. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I've got no idea. But you knew about it at the time. Yeah, yeah I wanted to join the Marines since I was 12. Amazing. So I was training for it. Uh, and That's cool. He, I went on the, the course and, and passed with flying colors because I was so fit and young and, you know, bendy when you're that young, right? You don't yeah. break. Um, so back to Dubai. Yeah, I, I, I love the city. It's done so much for me. And, you know, all this that we've built, um, I, f I feel like it's all because of other people, not because of me. It's just the people that I met along the way, the people that helped me so much in Dubai, the people that supported me and, you know, they know who they are. And, and that is the, pretty much the only reason where I, I am where I am because of the other people that I coincidentally met. But I do feel like Dubai is a small place and you get to meet people that you would not otherwise get to meet in other locations around the world, right? It's a mm. growing city, it's a small community. And I do feel like that, that is you know, one of the biggest reasons um, why I'm here as well. And I met my wife here, we have a nine month old boy now. So I'm all in Dubai, yeah, Brilliant. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, and the fitness industry as well, like uh, is it competitive? Is it as competitive as it looks like from the outside? And uh, how would you rate that with elsewhere? It's very competitive now more than I got here 10 years ago and uh, there wasn't that much here 10 years ago. Uh, there was uh, fitness first and maybe a warehouse gym and a gold's gym. And the boutique aspect of it has grown a, a lot. A lot of my friends that were personal trainers, I, I come here as, as a personal trainer for fitness first. And I did that six months before opening up my own place. And we were all kind of trainers and some of them branched off and opened up their own boutique places. Some of them have done extremely well. Some of them have died off. And the industry now in Dubai, there's so much on offer out there. And ClassPass is, is an app where people can join and they join, you know, have access to all these other gyms. And that wasn't around back in the day either because there was, wasn't the, the gyms there for people to go to. Yeah. So many different offerings and it allows people flexibility. And um, now the fitness industry in Dubai, from what I can see, you've got either a gym nation style, which is absolutely dominating, because it's so cheap and mm. they just have all the equipment in there. They put on some basic classes and they can charge, you know, they, they're targeting five to 10,000 members per location and they're asking for 100 to 200 dirhams a month, right? Mm. That would be the lower end. The middle end, the fitness firsty type places, I see getting washed out at some point because you can get the same offering for 400 dirhams, for 100 dirhams going to gymnasium. So a lot of people made that switch. Or you've got the higher end, which is the, the Boxer, the Barry's Boot Camps, the Crank, the One Beat, the higher boutique places, which are more of a customer focus. You know, it, for example, in Gymnation, I had a gym, I had a membership there because it was so cheap. I didn't go for four months. I had no call, no message, no nothing. Um, in Boxer, if you don't come for 10 days, we, we, we contact you. Hey, what, what's going on? Why are you not coming to the gym? So mm. you get that better customer relationship you get that better service and you, and you get that higher kind of relationship with a boutique gym like Boxica. And I see the fitness industry in Dubai going either that way, more high, higher end, uh, paying a bit more but getting more, or really cheap. Yeah, so the middle ground, the ones that were sort of so expansion uh, that they'll have struggle as well. 
I uh, think so, absolutely. Uh, you can get the same offering for a, a quarter of the price. So why would you go to that mi middle offer? And people do, um, a lot of people do want more of a, a boutique feel because you get a coach taking you through the workout. You, know, you don't just go there and randomly start picking up weights and doing your own thing. A coach takes you through the workout. There's a community aspect to it. And people are much more likely to cancel their gym membership if it's just a facility with equipment in it. Because mm. there's no feelings, emotions, or relationship to that. It's just something you can change easily, right? So their, their commitment to fitness and health is also a bit you know, easy to, to dismiss as well. Oh, I'll cancel this one, or maybe I won't start this gym membership for another three months, and it's all wishy-washy. With us, yes, you're paying more, but you're committed. You're in. You're getting the results, and you're becoming a part of the community, mentally, physically feeling better. Uh, and so it's, it's worth it on both both sides of the table. You know? And so um, how educated are customers now in terms of their demands and needs? It sounds like the more that we're offered, the more knowledgeable we become, and then the requirements and expectations on a boxer is even more. Yeah. I was at an event the other night, and I met a fitness industry person who specializes on pre- and postnatal uh, PT training. Yeah. And it just dawned on me that that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it yeah. just, like, are there, are there needs and wants, and are people asking for more and more niche things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. It's becoming very niche It's becoming very specialist. Um, and there are some highly educated customers out there. They've tried different places. They've had personal trainers. They've learned a lot. People care now, I think, more than ever about their health and fitness. So mm. they're putting the time into learning about it. And they are very knowledgeable, extremely. And the, the pace at which it's changing and the knowledge that's coming out now, as you know, being a, a, you know, a media company is coming out so fast. People are extremely educated. Yeah. yeah. But it's fantastic because it's, it's um, we're all benefiting from it, right? We're pushed into a position where we have to continually upgrade and do better things and do things in a line with the new science that's coming out. And they're also getting better as well. So, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned before we went on there that you have a podcast space and uh, do you provide that knowledge sharing and do you educate people as well with what you're learning? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime I, I, I mean, we, we just, we were talking about the ice baths. I mean, oh, that yeah. was something that I wasn't doing last year at all. Right? And it was just coming in and I started researching in and about it. Then I got the sauna and the ice bath at home. And then I was like, right, this is something we need to do at Boxiker immediately. So I bought five ice baths for Boxiker and started doing the ice bath routines. And I did a breathing course recently, an oxygen advantage course where we talk about nasal breathing and that whole thing. So I'm, I'm doing a podcast with a, um, a DNA health doctor next week. And he does a lot on red light therapy, genetics, peptides. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on and on, and, and I absolutely want to share all of that information with, yeah. with everyone. Yeah, and is that part of like the brand as well? Is it, are you going to be more of a content company? Do you do a lot of social media and things like that as well? Yes, we have someone full time with us that does a lot of the social media, and um, it's a. I mean, it, it's not my uh, it's not my cup of tea, and it's something that I'm trying to do more of personally as well because I've realised recently that I was very lazy with it, uh, but. I am part of Boxiker at the end of the day. I'm the face of it, and people want to see what I'm doing and the kind of stuff that I'm looking into. So it's for social media, and, and it's definitely a big focus for us for 2023, putting out more quality content and also trying to do it for my own 
personal you know social media channels as well yeah you mentioned 2023 of course we're in the first week of 2023 sorry is, is, is it a myth that people on the first day back in the new year they sign up for a gym membership and then they go for a week and then they stop going is that does that happen uh, it used to happen <laughs> it used to happen yeah it was the gyms during january were absolutely packed mm. right and and for the last few years for whatever reason no no we've not seen that in the industry um, people do trickle in during January. It's, people are extremes normally, right? They go on Christmas and they go to the extreme Christmas eating and, and drinking, whatever else. And then January, they want to do the extreme and they want to start, start doing all these crazy things where they join a gym, they train six days a week, but they haven't trained for a month and they start going on this ridiculous diet and, and everything too much. The, it is, but again, people are becoming more educated that no, that doesn't. The extremes don't work. work yeah, right. Every something too high has to come down too low, and just, it's better to stay consistent over the year. So I am seeing people in the industry and, and the gym memberships just kind of like even out, be more consistent mm. with that knowledge that people are getting. They're, they're becoming smarter with it. Yeah, but do you have do you do have an inflow? Do you have special January offers and things like that? Do you look at it differently? Do you, at yeah. this time of the year? Um, yes, yeah, we, we didn't do any January offers, hmm. but we do have a challenge starting on Saturday, which will encourage people to do uh, more, more classes in a month. In a month, they have to complete seven cycling classes, seven boxing classes, and seven outdoor classes in a 30-day period. So it's just a way of encouraging them in a, in a kind of a, a community challenge to, to do that. And then on the 4th of February, when that period's over, the final part of the challenge will be the Boxica Triathlon, which will be a cycling class, a boxing class, and an outdoor class back to back. Okay. So it's just a community event to encourage people to train a bit more. But yeah, um, yeah we, we will see a slight influx, but it doesn't happen at right at the start of January. It takes a bit of people, a little bit of time to get their courage up, to kind of go somewhere. And uh, one of the aspects that we haven't spoke about about Boxica is we try to be very, very, very unintimidating. Okay. The team, the, the reception, the coaches are in such a way that people can come and feel comfortable. It's one of the reasons why we have dark lights in the room. So people that are a little bit body conscious can get into a routine without worrying about people staring at them. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, isn't it? Some people find uh, gym environments, people choose a lot based on how that makes them feel when they enter. They choose which ones to go to. 100%. Hmm. That first approach when you walk in the gym that, that first connection will stay with a person mm. and you've got one chance right they're going to come to that gym once if you show them a good experience and you show them that we are just people and we're not showy offy you know we're not all about the abs or the or the good looks or, or you know being all elite we're just a normal community of people everyone's friendly in the reception the team are very encouraging and friendly the coaches are trained in such a way that they help the first timers and so you know, the person's either going to leave there saying, wow, I'm never going to go back, or they're going to leave there saying, wow, that was an amazing experience. I need to tell all my friends about it. Mm. And that's really how, uh, our in our industry, you can do all the marketing and everything. Yeah, that will help a little bit, but 90 to 95% is word of mouth. Yeah, definitely. And even some people who aren't already in that, they they've every, everyone has different expectations and different fears about fitness. Like some people really are intimidated by weights because yeah. not, not how they look lifting them because they're actually heavy you know, and yes. practical things. No, absolutely. Mm. And, and that's another reason I think, well, the people are becoming more and more educated again, right? So uh, typically back in the day, women would stay away from 
weights because hmm. they thought it would make them big. Now women know that weights don't make them big. Uh, Overconsuming uh, food makes you makes you big, right? So they are becoming a lot more knowledgeable and the barriers are breaking down more and more. And that's one of the reasons why we, we try to use social media as much as we can to kind of get the point across that if you are a little bit overweight, if you haven't trained for a few years, if you're you know, feeling a little bit down about yourself, if you're not that uh, confident walking into a place, you, there is places out there that you can go. And look, I've been, I've worked at many gyms. I've done Muay Thai, right? I've gone into rings and I've fought people. I've done CrossFit competitions. I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've done it all. I've been in the Royal Marines, right? But when I go to a new fitness studio or a new concept, I get a little bit nervous as well. Yeah. I don't know the people. I don't know the thing. I don't know what's going to go on. Am I going to get injured? Is it going to be, is the coach going to be good? Is it going to be there? Am I going to enjoy it? What's going on? I mean, it's nerve wracking going to a new place. So yeah, there needs to be a big focus on that, on, on that bridge from somebody in that situation where they are feeling intimidated to, to coming in and then realizing, oh, okay, you know, that wasn't too bad. Mm. Yeah, and you have to explain things to people. So with that background and you have the qualifications, do you take some of those classes? And I guess the follow-on question from that is, how have you found it personally, sort of the challenges of running everything with marrying it with your passion of actually taking part in the classes? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I do the classes myself, yeah, absolutely. Every 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 week I'm in there three, four times. I'm there every day, every morning and every evening I'm at Boxiger, right? So I like to jump in, do a class, and, and that's how I get all of my fitness training is from, from Boxiger. I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, but that I do three classes a week in another studio. Um, and yeah, it's <clears throat> when we first opened, I coached 100% of the classes. And slowly I had to take myself away from that and, and hire other coaches to do that so I could focus more on running the business aspect of it and now I find training and running the business to have a nice balance but during the during growing the business no I didn't have a good balance at all it was I f always felt guilty for training I wasn't kind of doing my job or I would do a class and I couldn't enjoy it because all these things were on my mind and I've just grown as a person I guess and, and become better at really focusing on what's important mm. and 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 not feeling feeling guilty for taking care of my health and my and my fitness it is i've done it my whole life since i was 12 is a part of who i am i'm a better person when i do it so i prioritize now and in a day my time for me which is my training and i'm also with the business you know i'm there with the people with the community it's fun and I built Boxica based off what I like as well. Mm. So I can go there and pick any class and it's stuff that I like to do. So it's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even if you're not taking a class, you're involved in the culture, you're kind of overseeing things, you're participatory, you're not hidden away in an office on an Excel sheet. Yeah, yeah and that's, I think that's a good point to make as well because there's a lot of um, people with money that say, yeah, let's get into fitness because they enjoy fitness. And I don't know what goes through these people's minds because you know, I see it from the other side and... We've seen it in Dubai, people, you know, they have money or they know someone with money and they say, right, let's just open up this fitness studio and hire someone. And the owners are not there every day. Mm. They're not looking at the people, listening to the people. Like you said, they're off in an office somewhere, they're doing another job. And there's a breakdown between what the people want and what they think the people want. And eventually that, that thing doesn't work. The product market fit doesn't work. Yeah. So sort of what are your goals for the year? You know, you've introduced a lot of new offerings already, the, the cafe's opening. What can your current members and future members expect at Boxica? Yes, well, so we're doing a lot more with the 
the uh, recovery aspect of things. I mean, the exercise side of things we've pretty much you know, got, got down. Um, we've, we're ordering new pieces of equipment and stuff people can do all the time. We're always looking to change the classes, introduce some new coaches and, and spice things up a, a, a little bit there. We run nutrition programs for people as well, which is like a nutrition coaching program. And really for me, it's just this year is opening the cafe, solidifying what we've got there and then possibly looking at doing another location uh, within the UAE or the Middle East. Amazing. And talk a little bit about, uh, coming to the end, but talk a little bit about data. So uh, are you, how do you work with customer uh, data now? Like a lot of people are wearing wearables. If you're doing assessments with people, are you looking at different progress and things like that? How's that advanced? Yeah, I know, absolutely. The wearables now are insane and uh, we get some really helpful knowledge from them. And most of our members are either a Whoop or an Apple Watch or, or something like that. Um, with our, um, we use data for our cycling classes and stuff like that, which is our own kind of software stuff that we get from Kaiser. But it, it's, um, you know, there's stuff coming out all the time. I've been con contacting the people that, um, give us our aqua bags, they're bags filled with water. The company's mm. called uh, Aqua Bags. Mm. And they've actually been making a software that goes on the bag that gives you feedback, how many punches you're doing, how hard are you punching, and all this kind of stuff. And it kind of gives you a, a report after each class. Well, it's it turns out it's notoriously hard to build a software that does that because these guys have been trying for years and other companies have tried. There are, Corner is one of them, Train with Corner. And they don't work. Mm. <laughs> They're not accurate. Mm. I've tried them. They don't, you know, you count the punches that you do and you, you do the workout and you look at it at the end like, okay, no, this is all wrong. So yeah, the, for boxing specifically, there is stuff coming out there mm. that's coming into the market, hopefully in the next few years that we can integrate into the studio. The cycling stuff, as you know, is all, is all well and there already. And, you know, with the, with the whoop and the aura ring and stuff like that, we do encourage members to wear them. And our, um, something that we're big on it with our uh, fight camp which is our nutrition coaching transformation program, is, uh, is STEPS, mm. right? Ste STEPS is a massively undervalued, uh, underrated aspect of fitness, just walking. Mm. So something that we encourage as well. And underdone in Dubai. <laughs> so you get, oh, it is. <laughs> Compared with other cities. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. You go to London for the summer and you're doing 15, 20,000 steps a day because yeah. uh, you you're like walking around the streets and stuff. And here's the infrastructure is not like that. So yeah, encouraging to people to do your 10,000 steps a day. Just the simple things, right? Sleep, mm. steps, nutrition, and, and you know most most of it's taken care of. Yeah, those things. So just the last thing you mentioned there about the, the nutrition boxing camp. If someone wanted to try something like that on, when's the next one you're running and what does that involve? Yeah, it's actually starting next week and it's 10 weeks and it's focusing on nutrition. Mm. So dialing in calories, dialing in food quality, dialing in your macronutrients in order to reach the goal that you want to reach. Most people after Christmas is all about the fat loss, mm. right? So what do you have to do nutritionally in order to look, feel, and perform your best? And it's really popular. We have so many people joining it. It's 500 dirhams as well. It's super cheap. Um, so Claire, Claire's the nutrition coach. She handles all that. You check in every single week by sending photos and measurements of yourself with Claire. She gets back to you on your nutrition and what you need to change in order to move forward. And people really find it very educational uh, and coming away from it, having upgraded their knowledge and their understanding of nutrition. And we've had a lot of transformations from it as well. 
the, the sales aspect of it and, and trying to get people on board is you'll lose fat and look better. But what people actually come away with something like that is more like, wow, I'm feeling better, I have more energy, I'm sleeping better. So that's really what we want them to get from it. But they, they pay the 500 dirhams because they want to look better at the end of the mm. day. Brilliant. Mostly. Cool. That's actually might be a good thing for people who've missed the 1st of Jan, where the 6th, if they want to start their new year healthy kick, they can do it next yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. At Boxcar. Brilliant. Thanks, Cyrus, for telling Thanks us about so this. It's been good listening to you and we'll follow it in the future. Thank you. Thanks a lot. enjoyed that conversation and uh, for people thinking about their fitness routine uh, Cyrus clearly is someone who knows the different aspects of fitness and uh, you can li- you can listen to a few other fitness podcasts that we've done over the years we had Marcus Smith from Inner Fight we had Ali from Fit Republic uh, and with different podcasts uh, on that fitness if you want to check back and listen on those if you enjoyed that one and I mentioned Shahir at the start thank you to Shahir thank you to Ali for our producers for putting the show together uh, this was live at 11am on Friday on Smashy TV streaming service if you wanted to watch the video if you're listening on Apple Angami Spotify please do subscribe share it with a friend every new listener is uh added audience and we can also get more guests on at the back of that as well and we'll be back next week with another episode on friday enjoy the weekend this show is brought to you by the augustus media podcast network thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed it